0: Hi, this is Jindo. Welcome to Tree Leaf. My subject today is looking ugly right in the face. And When you have a face like mine or Taigu's, we take this quite literally around here because we ain't the beautiful people. You know, there are so many images in Buddhism, in any religion, that convey great beauty. The wonderful cathedrals, the stained-glass windows. If you come to a Buddhist temple, There's gold, statues made of precious woods, and everything is meant to convey an image of great beauty. And my theory is that one reason for that is because the life of the people who went to those churches and temples were often quite hard, quite ugly, even today of course, but especially a few hundred years ago when these places were built. People could use a little touch of beauty in their lives to remind them that it did exist in this world. You know, I was reading a story about my Jewish ancestors back in, uh, Europe. And I was surprised to read that in the old villages, even though people live very short, only until about 50 years old or so on average, that many of them married two, three, four times. It wasn't because the divorce rate was so high, but because there were so many widows and widowers and orphans that when a spouse would die, people would remarry two, three, four times. Life was hard. I won't even tell you the rest of the things in that book, the the plagues, the wars, of course. This was true in India in the Buddhist time, it was true in China and old Japan in Dogen's time. Even our world. Even our world, well, there are those very ugly moments, and we look them right in the eye. You see, there's something about this practice where we look through beauty and ugliness. I'm not saying that we need to just wallow in the ugly and just, that's, uh, you know, where to live, just looking at the dark side, the black side. No. Beauty is wondrous in this world. We should nurture it. We have a garden here, a tree leaf, that we try to keep beautiful. It's sometimes flowers, sometimes weeds. Master Dogen said that weeds, though we despise them, sometimes grow. Flowers, though we love them, sometimes fall. This is true. But seeing right through the beauty and ugliness, we try to nurture the beautiful, pull those weeds. There's the old story about the mirror. Wei Nung, the sixth ancestor. We don't have to polish, polish, polish the mirror to keep it clean, said Wei Nung. There is no mirror. There's no place for dust to alight. Yet at the same time, he didn't mean that you just let your old mirror be dirty. He meant, I think, so did Dokin, I think, meant something like polish, polish, polish the mirror, even though there's no place for dust to alight. In other words, keep it clean, even though there's clarity beyond the clean and dirty. And the very act of polishing is enlightenment itself. We don't polish in order to get the clean mirror in order to be enlightened. The clarity, the openness, the light of the mirror that rejects nothing that is shown in it, holds both the dust and the cleanliness. And the very act of polishing is enlightenment itself. It is a little bit like a mirror, one of the great images in Buddhism. The mirror, open, boundless, round, rejects nothing that's in it. You can put something beautiful, a flower. You can put my face, your face, taiguzelipus. You can put war, orphans great mountains, stars in the mirror. It takes it all, rejects none of it. It is all the mirror. A mirror without all these things to reflect is not a mirror at all. So, don't look away from the ugliness. Don't look away from the beauty. Nurture the beauty. Pull those weeds, polish that glass, even as seeing through, finding the light that shines through both beauty and ugliness. This is seeing beauty and ugliness with a Buddha's eye. A great story from the Lotus Sutra is the father who sought to lure his sons out of a burning house, a burning house filled with greed, anger, and ignorance. That's what was burning and he sought to lure them out by promising them a cart outside, filled with beautiful things. When they came out, the true cart, the true beautiful things, was beyond all small human dreams of beauty and ugliness. These days there are scandals in Zen centers, and I want to say, Even in our Zen Sangha, our Zen teachers, sometimes there's ugliness. Not for most Zen teachers I know. I know uh, myself, personally, about 250 people. Some of them I know quite well. They're human beings, but once in a while, a bad apple shows up. People are shocked. People are surprised. People are very disappointed. But can you see, even through the ugliness of a human being who may be sometimes beautiful and sometimes ugly, like a garden. A human being who flowers and occasionally sprouts a weed. A human being who has the clarity of a mirror and the dust delights. Can you find that? The ugly Zen teacher, the ugly Buddha, the Buddha we have there on our altar, i one of my favorite Buddhas, it's so scarred, it's, it's, it's one of the ugliest Buddha statues I've ever seen, and that's why I put it there. Can you see the ugliness, can you see the beauty, the boundlessness, the wholeness that holds all beauty and ugliness? Shall we sit with that?